So, welcome to another episode of Married Mommy Maestra. Bienvenidos a otro capítulo de Married Mommy Maestra. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Certainly. so excited for this. So, my name is Martina. My maiden name is Rangel. And my married name is Yaquinto. So, Martina, Rangel, Yaquinto. Um, what else should I say? Um... I've known the Gonzalez family for probably 25 years, 20 years? 20 years. 20 years. Uh, we met uh, when Bianca or Alejandra, as I know her, when she was still a little girl pre uh, going to uh, elementary school. Uh, she, um, her family was looking for someone to teach her how to speak English, yes. and that's how we met. Um, and the rest is history. So, um, conocí a la familia González este hace como 20 años. Este, los conocí cuando Alejandra necesitaba eh, aprender inglés. Eh, yo fui su maestra este de inglés. Y así nos conocimos y aquí nos tenemos ahora en este día. Gracias. Veinte años después. So, do you want to start with like your upbringing? Sure. So, okay. So, I grew up in Texas, the southernmost tip of Texas without going into Mexico. Um, the area is known as El Valle or Rio Grande. Valle. Uh, wait, am I speaking English, aren't I? Yes. Sorry. So I grew up in the southernmost tip of Texas without going into Mexico. The area is known as the Rio Grande Valley. I am a uh, product of illegal immigrants. My family came, where well, my mom and my grandmother and great-grandmother came when my mom was about four years old. And they just stayed in the uh, Rio Grande Valley. That's where I stayed until I was about 25 years old. I moved to Michigan, and this is where I live now. I am, um, I've been here about 30 years. Um, so, yeah, that's what it is. Padres inmigrantes, mi mamá, mi abuelita, y mi bisabuela. Vinieron a los Estados Unidos cuando mi mamá tenía aproximadamente cuatro años. Nos criamos, me crié en la frontera. Este el lugar se llama el Valle de Río Grande. Este cuando tenía aproximadamente 25 años me vine a vivir a Michigan después de haberme casado con este mi marido Mark que es este de inmigrantes italianos, muy, muy parecido a nuestra vida de, de infancia, este, y aquí nos estamos. So, yeah, so my husband is Mark. He is an immigrant of Italians uh, that grew up a lot like we did. Her mm -hmm. upbringing was very similar to us Mexicans. Do you want to tell us about your time in Texas, or do you want to go straight to Michigan? Sure. I'll tell you a little bit about my time in Texas. So, again, family came from, coming from Mexico. 
but uh, so I started kindergarten with uh, Spanish being my first language, much like Bianca's story. Uh, I didn't have the fortune of having a friend that spoke English, so I went right into kindergarten not knowing any any English and uh, pretty much just being thrown into the wolves of everybody. But I think uh, being at that time and age, a lot of the kids were in the same boat as yeah. we were. It's how the Rio Grande Valley, if anybody's not familiar with it, is a predominantly Mexican community, even till this day. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, growing up, uh, you know, we came from all pretty much Spanish speaking at home and uh, going to school and having um, English. Um, again, my mom was very forward, a forward thinker mm -hmm. and always uh, expressed her wish of us getting educated. Okay. And um, yeah, education was priority in our house and that's how we are where we are today. Mm -hmm. So um, anyways, I will uh, try to stop and speak in Spanish now so este mis papás eran mexicanos inmigrantes de México este ilegales me crié en los Estados Unidos en el Valle de Río Grande como la historia de Bianca este yo también entré a la escuela no sabiendo nada uh, sin saber el inglés y este pero gracias a mi mamá ella era una persona que pensaba mucho más de su capacidad o I don't know how to say that in like the forward thinker part uh, of it um, no sé cómo decirlo en español I pero don't know how to say that pero bueno mi mamá pensaba unas anyway mi mamá nos exigía mucho en la educación en um, so sí nosotros este ella nos exigía hablar el español propio pero también el inglés este uh -huh. propio entonces este sí entonces ahí nos educamos es ya cuando ya uno creció un poquito más y ya estábamos en high school tenemos encontrar eh, que encontrar la manera como educarnos entonces este teniendo familia y amigos que eran es trabajadores de campo yes. trabajaban en las labores este una amiga que es muy amiga mía me este me exigió que me viniera a trabajar con ella en, en la labor entonces este a los 18 años nunca haber trabajado en la labor este me vine a trabajar trabajamos este el espárrago la cebolla y para los que saben lo que es este el detasseling, uh, no sé cómo se dice en español, pero era una cosa que se le quitaba a los, a los este, plantas de elote. Okay. Este, sí, entonces este, trabajé todo el verano, regresé a McAllen y me eduqué en, este, en la universidad. So getting back to English and just trying to trace back a little bit of what I was saying in terms of my education. Um, I Once I was of age of going into high school, 
I had no way of going into college, even though my parents or my mom really, um, really wanted us to get educated beyond high school. Um, she found that that was the only way that we would get ahead in life. Yeah. And um, so she really forced us to get an education. And since we didn't have any money, because that's just the way it was back then, um, a friend of mine suggested that I come up north back, you know, because of course we lived in the south. She uh, recommended that I come up north because they were in, uh, what they called back then. I don't know what they're called now, if they even exist, uh, immigrant workers, um, crop pickers for uh, uh, lack of a better word. Um, and I came up here to um, Indiana, I believe, and in um, Illinois to work for the summer. Uh, we worked in the uh, detasseling corn, asparagus picking, and onion picking. I made enough money. I went home and I got educated mm -hmm. in the at the university level. So I went to college, post high school, and um, part of that is where I am today. What did you study? So I studied social work. I did not quite finish my degree. But it did open up a lot of avenues for me, mm -hmm. um, a lot of avenues that I had no idea that I could uh, follow. And I actually got into something completely different and started um, knowing that I had a good, strong uh, English background and a Spanish background. Mm -hmm. I got into translating, uh, interpreting. And I actually um, got a job in Mexico, in one of the maquiladoras in Mexico, and I was working there when I met my husband. Okay. And the rest is history. I am here in Michigan for the last 30 years. So, should we do in Spanish? Right? Lo que estudiaste. Okay. Yeah. Sí, lo que estudié fue... Trabajo social, este, pero no me, no terminé mi educación de universidad, este, pero sí me abrió muchas puertas, abrió avenidas que yo no conocía, este, gracias a Dios, este, me abrió muchas puertas y de allí pude encontrar una avenida de intérprete. Este, traductora y me fui, encontré un trabajo en una maquilladora en Reynosa, que es eh, la ciudad que en la frontera de México y allí conocí a mi marido. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, así son las cosas. <laughs> okay, so you come to Michigan. I do come to Michigan. I came to Michigan. I was 25 years old, a young, young mom. Um, so yeah, I kind of met my hu my husband on a whim mm -hmm. down in Mexico. I was actually living in Mexico. Uh, I got tired of crossing the borders, and um, we had some friends that were co-workers of my husband. And um, yeah, um, I he whisked me away to Michigan. <laughs> um, we have two children, two grown boys. Um, Daniel's my older one. Um, he's 32, and I have a 28-year-old son named Marco. And uh, yeah, I've been sort of 
on and off at home mom in the mean uh and then somewhere in between I did a lot of interpreting and uh tutoring and other other little jobs here and there mm -hmm. yeah so um see uh conocí a mi marido en el trabajo en México este él iba él es de Michigan iba a a la maquiladora por cuestión de trabajo y por amigos este nos introducieron y me captivó el corazón y, <laughs> y me vine a Michigan sin saber qué tan frío estaba oh my gosh. <laughs> tenemos dos hijos un hijo de 32 años se llama Daniel y un hijo de 28 años que se llama Marco. I don't know if you want me to dive more into childhood or life in Michigan. We can Where... go to life in Michigan. Okay. Yeah. We lived uh, in Livonia for about 30 years, predominantly, um, his, uh, not Hispanic, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't want to call it white community, but an American community or white, I guess. The majority. The majority of the people speak or speak English, and there's really no Mexican influence or Hispanic influence in where I where my kids grew up. So unfortunately, my kids weren't real keen on learning English or I'm sorry, Spanish. Yeah. But they know where their roots are. <laughs> Yeah, so they grew up, like I said, in Livonia, in um, predominantly white community. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of Hispanic or Mexican um, influence, mm -hmm. but they certainly don't forget their roots. I guess I'm reiterating what I just <laughs> said, and I apologize for that. I thought I had it. Um, said it in Spanish, but I will now turn and answer in Spanish. Um, so, mis hijos y nosotros vivimos en Livonia por casi 30 años. Uh -huh. Mis hijos se criaron en una ciudad, ciudad este, americana. Este, no había mucha influencia mexicana, eh, cultura mexicana. Pero gracias a Dios, este, no, no pierden sus raíces. Uh -huh. Lamentablemente no hablan mucho español, casi nada de español, nada de español porque, pues no había mucha influencia, uh -huh. y no había manera de cultivar yeah. la, la, la lengua, lengua es mexicana o español. La lengua es español. So, sí. I don't know where should we take this. Where should we take this? I don't know. I don't know why he keeps trying to stop on me. I don't know. If anything, you'll go back and. Fix I can it. go back and fix it, or I can go back and take the audio from one of the videos. Okay. Like, there's there's oh. ways of getting around. Yes. It. Okay. But this interview is gonna go out. It's gonna happen it's gonna no matter happen. what. No, I remember when I okay sidetracking. Um, when I first started the podcast. And I was like telling everyone the point of the podcast, like, sure, all the influence Absolutely. that I wanted to like put out there. And right. I was like, "Are you gonna interview Martina?" And I was like, "I I can't not interview her. Like I um, would, I quite literally would not be where I am today if it weren't for like everything that you did for me." So 
that brings chills to my, you know, to me. Um, that means quite a bit to me. That's obvious. You know, your parents are really special people. And I think that, um, I guess we should say how it even began. Okay. So my younger son was in preschool and your dad's boss. Um, approached me and asked if I would be able to um, tutor you in English because you were going to school and you really didn't know how to speak English mm -hmm. and you, he wanted you to, you know, not maybe not him, but maybe your parents wanted you to have a little bit of a background on how to speak English and so that's how this whole story yes. started with you and us and your family. Um, so yeah, that's how it all began and here we are and you know, you saying that you aren't where you are today and I you know, I take that to heart. I love it, but really I have to give your parents credit. Um your dad reminds me a lot of my mom mm -hmm. of how how much of a forward thinker that he is. Um he doesn't really hold back. It doesn't matter how good his English it really is. But um, he was always ahead of the curve. Yeah. And then once you started school, there was really no stopping your mom. <laughs> your mom was very much of an advocate for you yeah. and, and your brothers oh, yes. to get a really good education which you know and you know this and I know this that if you don't I mean especially from your mom not really dominating or knowing you know not having a native background in English mm -hmm. how difficult that could be but it didn't matter I mean your mom it didn't matter to your mom she wanted you in school she wanted you to get a good education and she was a huge advocate for yeah. you you know, yeah, I might have taught you a few words here and there in English or maybe even a little bit of English, but really it was, you know, the credit your parents mm -hmm. because, you know, like I said, there is no stopping your mom and your dad is a very forward thinker. And um, I think as Mexicans, um, you know, being very uh, much into our culture, Sometimes that limits us as Mexicans yeah. of not being able to get ahead or not even being able to help our children get ahead mm -hmm. because we've, we limit ourselves to, you know, maybe saying, well, I don't know the language. I don't know the language. And it doesn't matter. It didn't matter to your mom. Your dad didn't care. Yeah. So, you know, credit your parents also. So, Yeah. I, I, I do. I credit your parents very much. And uh, yeah, I was that little grain of salt in your life, but really it was more your parents. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Did you want to go in Spanish? Oh, I, I can say that in Spanish too. <laughs> um, cuando empecé el podcast y les expliqué cuál era el punto del podcast, que era lo que... Quería, quería agradecer a las personas que me ayudaron uh -huh. a llegar a donde estoy hoy. Y sí. mi mamá, la primera persona que preguntó, ¿vas a, vas a tener una, un capítulo con Martina? And I was like, 
oh, estoy hablando en español. Y le digo, sí, necesito que tener un capítulo con ella, porque si no fuera por ella, yo no estaría donde estoy hoy, porque tú me enseñaste inglés, y, y eso fue algo que, pues, sin el inglés, no sé si, si estuviera aquí. Sí, y te doy muchísimas gracias, como lo dije en inglés, que me dan, este, se me hace el cuerito de gallina porque este tu familia es mucho, o sea, es muy importante, o sea, para nosotros me toca mucho el corazón, pero la verdad es que yo soy un granito en tu vida, uh -huh. este, sí, yo te enseñé como... Empezar a hablar inglés, creo, pero la mera verdad es que tienes que ver a tus papás. Este, lo puedo decir en un closet, lo puedo decir en una montaña, que la mera verdad, este, sabiendo quién es tu papá, Pedro, este, y saber que él pensaba mucho, muy adelante de, de sus capacidades, siempre. Él no se limitaba con su inglés, no le importaba. Él uh -huh. venía a nuestra casa y sabiendo que mi marido no hablaba en español, él le echaba en inglés. Este, y también este, darle mucho crédito a tu mamá, porque ella tampoco nunca se detenía. Este, no sabiendo la lengua, no sabiendo el inglés, pero nunca se detuvo y siempre era la persona que de veras... Este, te exigió mucho sí. para ti y para tus hermanos que buscar las mejores escuelas que ella pudiera en, en, su, en su manera, ¿verdad? Uh -huh. Pero encontrar cómo educar a ustedes. Y, o sea, una, muchas veces como mexicanos, ¿verdad? Nos limitamos. Ay, no, ¿cómo? Porque no sabemos el inglés. ¿Y qué le voy a decir si no me entienden en, en español? Pero... Uh -huh. Tu mamá, la mera verdad, no se detuvo. A I mí, mean, pensando que los metió en una escuela árabe. Ya. Yeah. Eh, la escuela árabe que dije yo, ¿qué está pensando Laura? Pero ella sabía que allí se iban a Tenía una mejor educación uh -huh. que en las escuelas donde estaban, pero buscando la manera, siempre buscando la manera de educarlos a ustedes. Y aquí estamos, este, dando yeah. mucho de créditos a tu papá y a tu mamá que nunca se limitaron, no importaba si sabían el inglés o no sabían el inglés, ellos este, buscando la manera de, de cómo sacarlos ustedes adelante, que se educaran en una manera este, dominando el inglés. Ya. Yeah. Yeah. So, sí, y aquí estamos, ¿verdad? Este, <risa> con el podcast de el podcast. Bianca, de Alejandra, muy bien conocida. Todos la conocemos por Ale. Yeah. <laughs> We all know her as Ale, not Bianca, but I guess mostly people know you by Bianca. Well, now, yes. Yeah, but we all her knew her as Alejandra, <laughs> which is her middle name. Right? Yes. Or is it? Yeah, it middle is your name. middle name. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're right. But yeah. So, um, yeah, where do we take it from here? Where do we uh, take it from here? I don't know. We don't have any prepared questions. I know. Which I is kind of disappointing. I know. But anyways, um, <laughs> maybe this story can relate to people that, um, that may not know stories of, of people that have, um, I, I guess I can speak for myself, you know, as you can see that I speak. English really well, and I can go back to Spanish and, and, and speak that 
pretty well still. But a lot of people maybe that are not that are not Mexican mm-hmm. can maybe, you know, have a little glimpse of what it is growing up. I mean, your husband, you said he was a dreamer yeah. or is a dreamer, part of the dreamer DACA. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, a lot of us having our parents, your parents, and what I say our parents, meaning Spanish speaking, Spanish being their first and only mm-hmm. language for the most part, as my mom, my mom, you know, coming into the United States, even though she was four, I mean, they came over illegally. Um, how they got across, I don't really know. I mean, I try to do history, but um, we can give you a glimpse of what it was like, um, you know, having those uh, Spanish-speaking only parents. And, you know, we go back and we think of where we are today. And, you know, I asked myself as, as an adult, if I could tell myself when I was five, four, mm-hmm. not having a whole lot, you know, not having anything, very, very, very humble beginnings. If people can see that story, that's a great message to get out there um, in Spanish or in English to people that speak English or people that only speak Spanish and getting those stories out there and saying, you know, yeah, like your husband saying a dreamer, yeah, those are big dreams because it doesn't happen yeah. to a lot of people. Not everybody has those opportunities. opportunities. And, you know, and it's really important to get that story out there, you know, whether it be through social media, books, whatever, you know, it's important. So, yeah. In Spanish. In Spanish, <laughs> yes. We keep translating to Spanish. And what was, uh, what were we talking about? I'm sorry. Si estaba este, comentando con Ale que este es bonito, es bueno de poner nuestras historias este, en la red este, internet para saber o poner este, I don't know how to say it, um, las nuestras historias de mexicanos de pa- que venimos de padres este mexicanos que solo hablaban inglés o español mm-hmm. perdón este este pon- y, y poner nuestras historias este en la red eh, o en comunicación de social o es social media la... redes sociales redes sociales sorry me estoy trabando con mis palabras pero sí Poner nuestras historias porque estas cosas este, es mucho importante este, ponerlas y que la gente sepa de nuestras historias. Uh-huh. Tú en, en la juventud y yo este, ya una mujer más grande de edad, pero las historias son muy iguales. Uh-huh. Este, mis papás eran mexicanos este, que no, no, no sabían el inglés, pero encontramos la manera verdad de... Encontraron ellas las maneras de educarnos uh-huh. este, y dominar el inglés y, y este, superar las, las, este, las vidas que ellos vivieron. Yeah, darnos la oportunidad que ellos no, que no tuvieron uh-huh. este, con, este, con cosas muy limitadas. Mi mamá yo dijo, 
este, que ella no tuvo educación posiblemente hasta el quinto grado. Entonces, sabiendo que sus papás no hablaban inglés, no venían de educación. Y decir que nosotros estamos mujeres, somos mujeres educadas. De, y, pero más que todo, saber que esas historias existen y siguen existiendo uh -huh. hoy en día. Esas historias se pueden decir de todos los días. Todos los días hay personas igualitas a nosotros. Un poquito diferente, pero en el mismo las mismas situaciones que nuestros padres. Uh -huh. Sí. Yeah. I feel like you and my mom talked about something upstairs earlier and she wanted you to make a point, but I can't remember what you were talking so about. So your mom and I were talking about uh, I don't know if you're considered a millennial, but I, I don't know. Whatever Gen X or Gen <laughs> Z, whatever you are, um different generation. Different generation and different upbringing. Mhm. Mm um, kind of not being able to relate to our stories of our upbringing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't born in Mexico. I was first generation in the United States, but came from parents, immigrant parents, illegal parents in the United States having these strict very, very strict upbringings mm -hmm. in how we don't want to stray too much away from that. And yeah. of course, I'm talking about there's got to be at least a 25 to 30 year difference between you and I, but yet our stories are still so similar yeah. because your parents had that upbringing, upbringing that my mom and her family did. Yeah. Where, you know, we um, we need that, though. We need it. You need it. And, yeah, we're, you guys are growing up so differently than what we did. But our morals shouldn't change from that. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, you have social media. Yes, you have... Uh, English around you everywhere, but your upbringing was still the same. Very, not only humble upbringings, mm -hmm. but strict in the way that you still respected your parents, you knew what your parents meant, and our culture. Yeah. More than anything, because morals are everywhere, whether you're an American, Italian, Irish, doesn't matter. The morals are still pretty much the same, just different cultures. But it's not forgetting who we are as people just because we speak good English. Yeah. Or that we're in, you know, in the United States and, you know, all that is old-fashioned stuff. Well, yeah, it is, but it's also part of who we are. Yeah. And so I think your mom wanted us to reiterate that, that it's really important that we don't forget our roots, no matter how many generations. And you guys are in your third generation, right, with your children. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, you can't forget that because that's what makes us who we are as Mexicans. Yeah. You know, that's how we stand out 
as our culture, as, as our community is, you know, that's how, that's, that's the footprint or the mark that we live, or we leave in the United States. It's not ever straying too far away from who you really are. Yeah. And down deep inside, we continue to be Mexicans, no matter how many generations are ahead of us. A little more English and less Spanish. It doesn't matter. We're still Mexicans. And so, yeah, so that your mom really wanted us to reiterate that because these (laughs) young youth, they tend to forget and they cannot, you guys can't relate to our stories because you didn't have to go crop picking. You didn't have to have some of the hardships that your parents went through or my mom went through and even to some extent myself. You know, I consider myself a little bit luckier than my mom, a little luckier than like my 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 best friend in life that, you know, they came straight from Mexico with uh, her family was 11 children straight from Mexico. Most of them were born in Mexico. Um, and I think if I'm not, if I might stand corrected, but most of them came over illegally. And, you know, they had a lot of hardships. I mean, we were rich in comparison to them and we were poor. So, you know, again, don't forget all that. And your mom wanted us to reiterate that um, quite extensively. Yeah. <laughs> So, podemos decirlo en español, este, que tuvimos una conversación con tu mamá este, y que tu mamá quería que de, veramos, de veras pudiera, que yo pudiera decirlo este, que hoy en día muchas veces ustedes de juventud no pueden, este, ¿cómo puedo decir? No pueden, este, no saben este, las historias de sus papás la historia de mi mamá, que nosotros también nos criamos en pobreza, pero este la historia tuya y la historia mía, aunque somos casi 30 años de diferencia, son muy, muy uh, iguales. Este, pero este la cultura mexicana este no se nos puede olvidar porque eso es lo que nos nos este define y como mexicanos, como mexicanos americanos aquí en los Estados Unidos y este las generaciones nuevas este este que siguen después de nosotros este se les olvida o no pueden este como puedo decir no pueden este entender yeah. este la los este ¿Qué serán los, este, las tradiciones, la cultura mexicana? Por ejemplo, los papás, como tus papás que se criaron bien estrictos. Mi mamá era muy estricta. Que ustedes a lo mejor no pueden entender esas cosas, pero en realidad no, no podemos olvidar de las cosas que, que son. Que somos mexicanos, aunque estemos muy bien educados, aunque sea menos español, más inglés, 
pero no olvidarnos de nuestras culturas, nuestras tradiciones de mexicanos. Las raíces. Las raíces, este, porque eso sí nos define mucho como mexicanos. Este, ya, yeah, y no, que no se nos olviden esas cosas y Laura de veras, este, queríamos que, que dijéramos esto porque, para que la juventud a lo mejor entienda que sí, no nos, no se criaron como nosotros, pero eh, ustedes siguen siendo mexicanos uh -huh. y seguiremos siendo mexicanos hasta el fin de, de siempre, porque no, este, entre más y más mexicanos en los Estados Unidos, so, hay que seguir adelante con esas tradiciones mexicanas, que no se nos olviden las raíces no. de dónde venimos, de México, este, sí, y no sé si dije que, este, puedo decir que, este, no sé qué había dicho en inglés de mis amigas, pero que ellos, este, o sea, que todas las historias son iguales. Ellos también, esta amiga mía, vinieron de México. O sea, como mis papás, tus papás. Y aunque tú, ¿verdad? este Vinieron de México este y sin tener mucho, sin saber nada. Pero eh, ellos este siempre, este sí, nos dijeron que, que no se nos olviden lo que somos. Uh, there was 11 of them. Oh, yeah, que eran 11 de ellos y, este, si nosotros casi no teníamos nada, nos cubrimos, o sea, nos creamos en la pobreza, ellos tenían menos. Entonces, este, y sigo diciendo que esas historias son mucho, muy importantes. Yo veo a mis amigos, a toda la familia y muchas, o sea, la historia es la misma. Estos amigos míos, toda la familia, muy educados, muy, este, y con fa familia igualmente. A nuestros papás que no sabían inglés, no sabían nada de eso. Y, sí, que no se nos olviden nuestras raíces. <laughs> hope you're happy, mom. I uh -huh. hope you're happy, mom. <laughs> okay. Should we continue to talk about how important it is about our cultures and maybe trying to reach people out there that really don't know our stories. Um, our stories of, of the progression that not only us, but families continue to make leaps and bounds mm -hmm. of, you know, living that American dream and that's what our families wanted, wanted better for us. Yeah. And so I think that it's really important to put out there these um, stories, our stories, your story, you know, and I continue to talk about my friend and her family. Um, you know, again, I said it in Spanish and a little bit, you know, which had probably nothing to do with what we had talked about, but um, how well they're doing, um, every single one of them. You know, only three of them, I believe, were born in the United States, but yet every single one of them, um, super, uh, superseding, you know, their parents' expectations. Mm -hmm. And this is a family that 
every single one of those kids were crop pickers. And that's how they made ends meet, how they fed their families from, you know, the youngest kids, you know, maybe working from 10 on up. Um, and that's how my family grew up, being crop pickers. I remember my mom coming up to Michigan, or really maybe not Michigan, but somewhere up north, Indiana or Illinois. And I was young. I was five or six maybe, mm -hmm. and seeing my mom work in the fields. And my job was to carry jugs of water. So again, these stories need to be out there. People need to understand a little bit of what it takes to get where we where are. are. Mm -hmm. You know, um, maybe my kids don't even know that. Um, pero si podemos decirlo en español, que estas historias necesitan continuar. Porque estas historias son de hoy en día, de 30 años atrás y de 50 años atrás, que las familias vienen a los Estados Unidos, ya sean ilegales, legales, a como hayamos llegado a los Estados Unidos, pero las historias continúan y tenemos que poner el, el mensaje allí que todos queremos la misma cosa, todos tenemos un sueño que nuestros yeah. hijos salgan adelante mejor que nosotros, mejor que como vivían nuestras familias. Eh, este digo, verdad, yo siempre este me refiero a esta amiga mía, este con que esta amiga nos criamos juntos en la misma vecindad. Ellos venían de México, este nueve de los once niños todos vinieron de México. Uh -huh. Y la única manera que ellos sabían cómo salir adelante y cómo sus papás sabían educarlos a ellos era de trabajar en las labores. Este, así ellos sabían, uh, podían comer todos los días. Esos, esas historias necesitan, necesitan estar allí. Necesitan saber gente que, que estas historias son de todos los días. Seguimos viviendo esas mismas historias. Yeah. Tus papás son esas historias. Nosotros somos esas historias. Mi mamá era esas historias. Mi amiga y con su familia son esas historias que son muy importantes en esta época. En, especialmente hoy en día. Porque esas eran los, este, los pasos que nuestros padres to, este, tomaron. Y cómo nosotros estamos aquí. Yeah. Cómo pudimos educarnos. Cómo supimos superar este, hablar el inglés propiamente. Eso sí, tenemos que continuar esas historias. Y te doy gracias a ti. I give her a lot of thanks. Porque este es el ejemplo de cómo estamos este, continuando a poner esas historias. Pero más que todo... Eh, moviendo los este qué se dirán las este las historias adelante uh -huh. ahora teniendo estas redes sociales tener la manera de cómo poner esas historias en, y ver que ok sí nuestros papás pero este es este es el producto de, de tus papás yeah. de vivir en los Estados Unidos so yeah so I giving her props for you know, putting our stories out there and putting that message out there for people that really don't know 
the struggles that these families go through and where we are today and how well educated we can become even though our stories were such of those that if you had asked me and maybe if you had even if you think about where you were five you know 20 years ago it's like there's no way yeah. that I'm going to be doing podcasts podcast. hosting podcasts dominating that English language because you did come from parents and even till today that don't dominate that language that English language so so yeah that is fantastic and we continue to move forward and put those stories out there it's looking like it's about time to wrap it up yes so I I really just wanted to thank you for taking the time to come on and thank you for everything that you've done and especially like just keeping in touch because I mean I, I I you taught me English and I taught Spanish for a year so um, in order to give those kids the opportunity like they they signed up for that class mm-hmm. and when they signed up for that class I asked them like why are you signing up to this class sure. and a lot of them were just this I realized these kids are just like me I just want to be able to better communicate with my parents I want to be able to like have an actual conversation with them I want to be able to like put bilingual on my resume one day and actually mean it absolutely and so just like and it opens up a lot of avenues I'm telling you I've you know just being bilingual I've been able to dominate or um, not master but I've been able to learn a third language um, just from having that span or that uh, yeah, Spanish background. So why I appreciate you having me on. Um, uh, yeah, um, this can open. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, having that bilingual and really meaning what a bilingual is, you know, dominating both English and Spanish, which is not easy. I don't know. So, and not forgetting, you know, your Spanish, which sometimes I have to admit I do. So, yeah, this has been great. I appreciate it. And, yeah, just continue to put those messages out there. <laughs> but, okay, en español. En español. Uh, te quería agradecer por tener, you know, darme la oportunidad de tener esta conversación contigo. Por siempre estar siguiendo ser una parte de mi vida. Después Estar de tanto tiempo. Con tus papás. Uh-huh. Yeah. And... Sí. Y continuar, este... Sí. Teniendo la amistad entre tus papás y nosotros y de verte ya una mujer crecida <laughs> y educada. Y sí. Qué bueno. Sí. Nos, este, así estamos. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. listening. We appreciate it. She's taught me a few things, and hopefully (laughs) this hasn't been too boring. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so. I think um, the older generation is going to be very appreciative of this one. Uh, We hope so, that we put (laughs) this message out there and we continue not to forget. Again, one more time, don't forget who we are as Mexicans. A little more English, it doesn't matter. Your heart is still Mexican, or Spanish. Mexican, Mexican. Sorry. Sorry, I get confused <laughs> sometimes. But, um, yeah, let me just pop in my stuff in here really quick. Absolutely. Um, 
If you haven't already subscribed to be a patron on Patreon, you should do that because you get exclusive content uh, for the podcast, exclusive content for the book that I'm going to be releasing at the end of the year. Um, and you also get a shout out in the book if you're a patron, so that'll be really cool because your name will be in my book. Also, like, share, subscribe, be on the lookout for my YouTube channel, and um, yeah, have a blessed one. Yeah.